Welcome to The Matt Haycock Show, a podcast about business, money and life. Matt has been making money and making mistakes for over 20 years. And in this podcast, he shares his thoughts and stories so you can improve your business, finances and life whilst hopefully avoiding the mistakes he and others have made along the way. Listen in and level up. Where my success genuinely comes from in networking is no matter where I go, no matter who I meet, I treat everyone as if they're somebody. Hey guys, it's Matt Haycox and I have got with me a very sporty looking Georgia Harrison. <laughs> She's fresh from Newcastle, fresh from the success of a fame MMA fight, which I'm sure we're going to talk about soon. But if you don't know that, you've probably seen her on TOWIE, on Love Island, on The Challenge and just recently released uh, the uh, Celeb X on the Beach. So you've had plenty, plenty of chances to see her, but if not, you can see her here with me now. If a lot of the people that I've known from, from your kind of world were given four mass questions to do before they were allowed to turn their alarm clock off, they'd <laughs> they still be fucking sleeping. <laughs> so Georgia, thanks for coming. Thanks for having and me. thanks for finally turning up. Georgia was actually supposed to be <laughs> here. She was supposed to be here four weeks ago, I think four or five weeks ago. And I saw her on Instagram getting on a plane to Thailand. And I said, don't forget, we're shooting in 10 days. I thought, no one ever goes to Thailand for a short amount of time. And she says, no, no, don't worry, I've got it in my diary. And on the fucking day she was supposed to come, she ends up staying for, what, another three weeks on top? But listen, I was at a training camp, Now's right? your chance to apologise. Go on, explain. I, I was explain. at a training camp about to do some celebrity deathmatch MMA fight. <laughs> and, like, out there, we were training, I'm talking five to six hours a day, and it's like... It was easy to do because of where I was. And as it was nearing the end, not only was the trip free, but I just thought, I cannot get beaten up in front of like 4,000 people. I need to stay here. Did you, and this isn't me uh, digging for an apology. This is this is a genuine question. Did, did, did you really only intend to go for the short for a short yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. I had it booked. I had my flight booked back. And I am sorry, but um, I realised that the training programme was just absolutely no, it makes, I mean, it makes complete there. sense. That's, that's yeah. why I asked. That, you know, I'm, I'm, if I was doing it, I would have... Uh, I didn't realise how good the training was going to be. And to be honest, how much I was going to enjoy it, I was so happy. But I cancelled a lot. My agent was like, having a breakdown. He was like, I hate you. Like, <laughs> I, I, was supposed to do a, I was supposed to do a white collar boxing match, actually, about six years ago. Really? And, uh, and it was the same thing where, you know, I've boxed in, like, just purely for fun, you know, like, as in on, on and off. I've gone to like boxing gyms and stuff for 15 years. Um, but my general fitness is terrible because, you know, I just eat too much shit and, and, <laughs> and, and, and never put any effort in. But when I was doing this, I thought there's no way I can get embarrassed in front, in front of so many people. So I actually took a full-time personal trainer on, moved him in with me, and, uh, and he lived with me for six months. Doing, did all my shopping, all my cooking. We did, uh, we did Pilates every day. We did a run every day. We did weights, uh, not weights, um, uh, you know, like kettlebells and that kind yeah. of stuff. And I put him on a massage course so he could massage me as well. Did all, all this all this for six months. Uh, and then the fight ended up not happening. What, did they cancel it? <laughs> uh, you know what? I actually can't, I, I didn't pull out of it, but there was there was some issue around it. it and, an and, issue. And, and, and the whole thing never happened. But I, 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 did, I did get in the best shape I'd ever been in. I mean, That's why when people say like, Life isn't about the the journey. No, no. Life isn't about the destination. It's about the journey. And whether I won or lost the other night, I 100% would have been so grateful for the experience because not only did I get in great shape, but I met so many people. Like I just had the most amazing time. And it is good to get healthy, isn't it? Like to just I was training so much that I could eat like a horse. But but you, I mean you're sporty in general anyway. Yeah. And and I mean have you always trained? Have you always done? Like a, a 
good exercise regime as part of your daily life? I'd done the marathon last year. Oh, really? And to be honest, I didn't get into fitness until I was about 19. I was actually really lazy. I was just like a shock girl. And then I started getting overweight. Oh, a, sh a shock girl? I was like a yeah. full-time shock girl. Like I used to just drink so much Sambuca and then go next door for a KFC on the way home. And one time my mum was just like, do you know, this is getting out of hand, like you need to start going to the gym. And eventually I really did get into it. And what I realized is I was much happier once I started training. And now if I fall out of my training regime, my mind just isn't the same. I mean, it's, it's almost so cliche to say, but I mean, I always like to say it to people, I, I like to think it probably holds weight when I tell them because I'm, I'm your most non-typical exercise kind of person. You know, like people yeah. know me, they know how much crap I eat or, or, or how, or how, on and off I can be with exercise but I've really tried to put it more into into my day-to-day -day life because it just impacts on everything like you say you know, your general happiness your, your ability your ability to perform at work you know and just how Even you want energy you know when, when I train sometimes people think oh she must be so tired from doing all that no like if I don't train I feel muggy tired all the time if I get up in the morning and I just go for a run my day's set what's what does muggy mean muggy because, like I'll tell you why I asked because someone asked someone from from your neck of the woods texted me last night and said I said I was uh, uh, something I'd done with muggy. I thought, what the fuck does that even mean? Well, there's different variations of muggy. I was just <laughs> using it in a way like a bit smoggy, like, but muggy just means like you've took the piss. Right. Bit muggy, like, okay. what a mug. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so if you're being muggy, it might be like if you were like, I don't know, all nice trousers, I'd be like, that's muggy. What are you trying to say? Oh, okay. If you were mugging them off. All right. But they are nice trousers, so you probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, what was, I've, I've, lost, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I can reply to this, I can reply to this message now. I was, I, I'd, I'd sent some comments about needing a fucking translator, but I think I was in enough trouble. I, I was in enough trouble anyway. Um, what were we talking, we were talking about exercise. Yeah, I mean, like every, every day now, even if I can't uh, get to the gym, I always, I always say I go for a run, but the reality is I, I call it a run walk. Uh, yeah. But I, I like to go out most nights or mornings. I probably go for an hour and a half. That's and a lot. I put, you know, I, I'll try and I probably run. I work in terms of songs, so I like run, run for three songs, walk for a couple of songs. But even if it's just, you know, even if I really can't be asked running, I just go out in the fresh air, keep and my legs moving, walk. listen to a podcast. And I tell you, it's such a good thinking time for me as well. I always, I don't, obviously got my phone with me. And I come back and my eye notes. I've got 10, 15, 20 notes, you know, every time I've had a run, it's just much better to think, you know, like yeah. much better thinking time. I either sit in that pink chair, that's my pink thinking chair. I like that or, chair. Or, <laughs> or, um, or, or I go and do it on a walk. Yeah. Um, so how, how, how did you get uh, involved in the fight? Oh, so I was in the gym and one of my friends that's an agent rang me up, not actually my agent, and he said, listen, uh, I don't know if you've seen like Bear and Scotty T are doing this like uh, MMA fight thing. Uh, would you want to do it? And I was like, no. And then he was like, told me how much money he'd give me. And I won't say how much it was, but it was a lot. And I was like, sign me up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I thought I'd do anything for that. So I, they were basically saying they needed a girl that would be game to do it. They knew it would be hard to find, but they thought that I would be. Um, had, you done any, had you done any boxing, MMA type stuff before, or just normal gym? Oh, me, Bear, Theo and Kaz went to a boxing gym the year before uh, to do my tie in Thailand. But to be honest, we were so drunk every night. I don't know if it counts. I don't even remember the training. So I'd never had a fight before. I'd done minimal training, but I didn't really have any experience. But um, seeing as I do the challenge, I'm hoping to continue to do that in the future. I thought, if I can achieve this, if I can go in there, have the, have the balls to fight someone in front of all them people and hopefully win, not only will it make a good impression on other challengers, like it will show them that I'm brave, but it will show me that I'm brave and that I can do anything. So how, how long did you have to train? We had eight weeks. 
Oh, so you only signed up for eight weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Is that the same for everybody? I mean, did the headliners have longer time? I'm not sure. I think the boys might have known slightly longer just because the girls were added on last minute. Uh, so that, but I reckon they'd only have had another like couple of weeks if that. For most people, it was their first fight. I think for a couple of them, they'd done it before. And how far out of your comfort zone was it actually taking you? Like huge, huge? Oh, it's the craziest thing I've ever had to do. Like the most out of my comfort zone I've ever been. Even in like the training when you've got to spar girls and stuff like that. Like I'd be fighting girls that have been doing it for two years and I'd be I'd spend like days losing, you know, and it gets it gets really tricky when you have to keep turning up to something and keep losing. But I kept watching, you know, motivational videos, listening to podcasts. And a lot of them would say, like, you can never win anything without a failure. Every great person who's ever succeeded at everything has almost guaranteed to have a lot of failures. So, Well, it's not failure, it's feedback. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, you, you either win or you learn. That's my new saying. And every time I lost at sparring, I wasn't losing. I was learning and, and it took a lot to walk back into the gym after having thrown my head guard off and cried in front of everyone a couple of times. But I still got up every day and I went back in and it paid off. Do you, th do you think you'll still carry on that training now? I mean, are, are you ex Were you excited to finish or were you actually looking forward to getting back in the gym? Was it back to shots and KFC for a bit? Oh, do you know what I mean? I'm excited to finish, but like I'm ready to settle down in my life, to be honest. And... When you're training like this for something like this, it took over everything. Like, if I wasn't training, I was watching YouTube videos of other people fighting, or I even downloaded an MMA game, I would sit there and I'd beat people up virtually. Like, because I just, if I have a goal like that, I get obsessive here. So the owner sort of looked at me as I was walking out and went, see you at the next fight. And I thought, oh, mate. We're going to have to at least double the budget, I'm telling you. Is that, is that the first time they've ever done, done one of these? It's the first ever UK one, but it was a big success. And I feel like they will do another one. Um, if the offer was right, I think I'd have to consider doing it again. But oh, it took a lot. W were you nervous in front of the crowd there as well? Or, or were you just in the zone with the fight? I was nervous, especially knowing like a lot of my friends were there. Like A lot of people I knew were there. But once you get in there, all you can see is her and everything just sort of... All you can see is her and your corner, but I could hear my friends, they are loud. Like, really loud. I think the judges actually told them off at one point. I, I heard them all on Instagram. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. Like, yeah. And talk to me about, um, about your mental preparation uh, over your physical preparation. You know, w w d I mean, did you have any, any mentors, any, any people you'd work, work with on a, on a mental perspective to try and... Yeah, I mean, I actually worked with a couple of like life coaches, one called Antonia. So she does sort of sort of Reiki healing and sort of thing like that. And she would try and make sure I'm all balanced and my chakras are balanced because I do believe in all of that sort of thing. But for me, mentally, I, I had to push myself. I've got like a lot of rituals I do, but I step them up for the fight. So I got a new alarm clock, which meant it went off at half six. So the only way to turn it off was to do four maths questions. So, yeah, and I thought it was brilliant because oh, you I'd think... I'd just be thrown out of the fucking window. That's what I mean. You think, I'm just going to turn it off. I'm going to do them and I'm going to turn it off. But by the time you've done them, you think, oh, I'm just going to get up. I would write my gratitudes every day. I would write my goals. And I'm always one to meditate or do yoga. I think in life, it's essential to have some sort of spiritual practice. Have these always been a part of you, though? Or is this just more from the fight or over the last few years of starting to train? Over the last few years, it's always been a part of me, but during certain times of my life, I'll step it up or I won't. So especially if I'm filming for a TV show, I find meditation absolutely essential because um, you're living with so many people. There's so many energies around and I'm an empath. I, I pick up a lot of other people's energy. So sometimes I just need to go away for 10 minutes and just close my eyes and just quiet everything out and just remember like the bigger picture. Because sometimes when you are on these shows, you're in a bubble, you're not in the real world.
It's really interesting to hear about all this, though, and and I was um, I was genuinely excited, uh, you know, for, for, for today's podcast because obviously we, you know we didn't know each other before. And again, being honest, I, I I didn't I didn't know you, you know, pr- yeah. pr- prior to knowing knowing you were coming because you know, I don't really watch Italian stuff. But obviously, I've, I've followed you over the last four, five, six weeks, and you know, I don't really follow many people on Instagram um, because. I guess they just block up my feed with shit. I'm not not remo- not remotely interested in, but uh, but what I liked about you was, um, and I guess yes, it's stereo stereotyping people to say, it, but you know, for for someone who's you know from a Tawi or from a reality type TV shows etc., you know, you just expect. And obviously, I've met plenty as well. Everyone's fucking numb nuts, and, yeah. you know, and 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 they've got they've got no value to add, and, and they're, cer- they're certainly not, you know, into personal development, in, yeah. in, in, into meditation, in, into all these things. I mean, I think if a, if a lot of the people that I'd known from from your kind of world were given four mass questions to do before they were allowed to turn their alarm clock off, they'd be in trouble. They'd still be fucking sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. So so it's, it's, it's interesting to talk, you know, to talk and to hear about it. Yeah, I, I genuinely do want to use my platform to change the world and help with personal development because there was a time in my life where, where I didn't understand like how spiritual practices, how the law of attraction, how just doing certain daily things can, can get you success. And I genuinely believe that anyone in the world can be successful if they just live a certain way and have a certain mindset. And like some of my followers sometimes, they'll send me messages where they're in like a really bad place. And if I really feel like they need my help, I send them the book called The Magic and I'll put a personalized note in it and I'll just say, listen, I believe in you, like believe in yourself. And I'll, I'm doing my best one by one to try and change the way people think. And I feel like I'm actually starting to have an impact. And what got you into it? So I'm, I'm going to give you a book before you leave, actually. I'm going to, I'm going to oh, yeah, I love a new book. book. Yeah. <laughs> I love a new book. You can read it on the train on the way back to London. Uh, My best friend bought me The Secret when I was 17. So before that, I was always quite negative. I used to feel like the world was against me. I had quite a few unlucky things happen and I feel like that was just a result of my mindset. I didn't understand that with positive thinking, self-belief, visualisation, you really can attract an abundance of wealth, happiness, love and success. And I believe anyone can do that. Final question on the fight and we'll move on to some other stuff. Did you ever think about pulling out? Of the fire? Mm. Oh, yeah, when I first signed up, like, there was never a time where I said I'll definitely pull out. But my mum was like, listen, if we really think that you can't do it, we'll get down the doctors, we'll claim up whiplash, don't worry, we'll get you right <laughs> out of that one. And I was like, all right, mum, we'll keep that on the back burner. <laughs> when did you get When did you get paid then? Did you not get paid until the, the, it had finished? You don't get paid until it's finished, no. <laughs> and I didn't, want, I didn't want to be seen as backing out. You know, a couple of the fighters did I think back that's out. The thing. Well, that's more important than the money at that point, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's bad, right. bad, bad enough in front of in front of your 50 friends in your local town but to do it in front of your friends and your, your 900,000 Instagram followers yeah I think there's uh, even if you stood in there and took an absolute fucking yeah. pounding you, you, you've, I'd you've got to do lose. it I'd rather lose than quit and the thing is like some fighters did pull out and I think it's not fair I think it's not fair on the other fighter because they've spent money on their training like they've put a lot into it so for you to say that you're going to fight them and then back out a couple of weeks before it's just not right and yeah it's like wouldn't you rather just get beaten up for nine minutes take the huge amount of money <laughs> And just go home and not turn up at all. A hundred percent. So um, go, going up. Well, I say going off on a, on, a, on a different track, but I, it's something you actually said about the fight. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about uh, was, um, was was experiences and, and, and bonding experiences. And that's something you mentioned about the fight that you know the, the people you met and other things. And uh, I, was, I was just telling you before before we're off camera uh, about the, the TV show I'd done the other week, which I uh, I'm actually can't talk about. You know, this yeah. will, this will go out before then, so I can't say what it is. But what I I've always been very much into. 
uh, let's say experiences over um, over length of time for friendships and stuff. So you know, if if I look at my my friendship circle. Um, or, you know, whether that's friends or, or work friends, yeah, there's people in there who we've been I've been mates with for 25, 30 years. But then, you know, there's people who I've been mates with for nine months, is six months, who who I would say that my friendship is as deep with them, yeah. if not if not the people I've known for 30 years. And it's always been down down to the the level and the quality, of the experiences and stuff that we've shared. Um, and and I look at the experience I had on the, you know with the TV thing the other week, uh, where you know we we had a three or four person film crew with us all the time and and I, I know that we will have a relationship you know 10 15 years into the future and and then you know some of the other people on the show who even though we spent absolute minimal minimal amounts of time with like you know like less than an hour again I already feel like such a level of bond with yeah. them that again I know I'll be 10 15 20 years down the line you know, I, I, I hope to think we're still friends and I was actually thinking about it to myself, knowing that I'd be meeting you a couple of days later. I'm interested to understand how how that works on other, you know, when you do other TV shows with you know with other people, you know, when you're all thrown into that environment, it, you know, is it is it like real life changing bonding experiences where like you know you go to Love Island for a week, but during that week it's so mm-hmm. it, you know it's so strong that you know that that you, you'll you'll always have a relationship with those people. Yeah, I mean, you go through something that, that some people will never get to do. You know, hundreds of thousands of people apply to go on Love Island and only about 30 of them get to go in there. And I've, I've took friendships from that that I'll have for life. Like some of my girls, you know, Montana, Liv, they was there for me, supporting me at the show. Theo, Theo will be like my best friend for years. And that's because we've done the challenge together and Love Island. And I think one of the most amazing things to come out of the career I do is the people that I meet because I've got friends that like you said I I might have only met in the last couple of years but will be my friends for life that are inspiring that I learn so much for and I think a part of that is because the people that I meet are hand-picked because of their personalities, you know. Some of them, you, you've got the odd villain, but most of them are picked because they're entertaining, they're that's funny, about you, they're it? courageous. <laughs> yeah, that's me. The muggy villain. The muggy villain, <laughs> villain, villain. Yeah, they're entertaining, and it's like I'm lucky enough to work in an industry where people are just phenomenal characters, like really, really phenomenal people. And the, the, reason I was, the reason I was mentioning this, you know, from a business, business perspective, that there is a parallel for me and that one of the things I'm always talking about to people with networking and, and, and developing your business relationships is to try and, to try and find unusual experiences or, or, to, or to think out the box with, with how, how you can put on experiences to, um, to bond with your, with your uh, prospects, with, with, your, with your customers, etc. Because, uh, again, you know, <laughs> Going, going to you know, going to lunch or or uh, you know, ha- having a couple of drinks in the pub. Yes, okay, it's better than not not building relationships with with these people at all. But it's not memorable. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and I mean, I I've been on run, I've been on runs with people, or or been, you know, been to the boxing gym or whatever. And I always say that you know that that one that one hour I've spent in the boxing gym, it might be the most you know bizarre or unusual thing you would expect to do with you know, with a work prospect or, or or a potential customer. But you know, I mean, I do a lot of. Um, Holidays where I take people on, you know, yeah. on on ski trips, on beach trips, on on on, on experiences. But you know, I, I guarantee that the the level of relationship we have after the you know that one hour in a boxing you know in, in a boxing yeah, training different. session or, or or you know four or five.
five days on, on, on a holiday. Uh, and I know everyone's got their own budgets that, you know, that, that they can afford to do, you know, to do with their uh, potential prospects. But if, if there's any possible way to think of different ways to create different or, or you know, different bonding experiences, then, that, that, then it will absolutely you know, materially impact on, on, on your relationships and, and then you know, the, the ultimate business that can be done with these people. Yeah, obviously, naturally, you're, you're going to remember things more. And I do think that the main thing with networking, and I'll always say this is what my success comes down to, because you have to remember, I went on Love Island for, for what, two weeks, something like that. I got a lot of followers off it, like 800,000. But, you know, there's plenty of people that have been on Love Island now. There's plenty of celebrities and a lot of them do just, they do disappear. They do get forgotten. And where my success genuinely comes from in networking is no matter where I go, no matter who I meet, I treat everyone as if they're somebody. Like, I will take time to sit there and talk to the cleaners and I'll take time to talk to the execs. I've got time to talk to absolutely anyone when I'm at an event. And I've had so many opportunities snowball from conversations I've had with people who I didn't know could benefit me. Do you know what I mean? But somehow they 100%. did. And there's some people that go to events or, 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 you know, they're chasing their business potentials, but they only want to look out for the people they think can help them. But what you don't realise is that that isn't how you should act in life you need to treat everyone with, with respect everyone the same because one day today's runner is going to be an exec in 10 years and you're going to have to be sitting in front of them 100% and also I think you know what people people misunderstand with networking or, or relationship developing is that is that you've got to give long before long before you can think about receiving they call uh, that emotional banking is it emotional intelligence so you give to someone and they give back Right, I've heard that well, yeah. you can give me that book. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, do, we'll do we'll do book swaps. But you know I mean, I, I actually thought about it again this morning because I got a text message from somebody where where I'd, I'd, I'd introduced them to somebody who, who's potentially going to invest in the business. You know, certainly helped them, and they just sent me a message saying that it's been a f fantastic uh, introduction. Thanks so much. And you know, I, I'll always look at those situations, and if I know I can put two people together for their mutual benefit or whatever, I just get on with it. Uh, and I, I want I want nothing from it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just I would like to think at some point in the future if I knock on your door you might be able to help me out but yeah 99% of the people look at those situations and and want to know what their cut of the deal is you know, yeah. b b b before the introductions even even be made but I believe that I believe in the law of attraction in the universe and I think if you help people and you give without wanting anything I know this sounds silly but I believe in a karmic way, you'll get it back in a different way. Mm. So, so if I get if I gave you something today, like to help you, I believe in another way the universe will reward me for that, even if it isn't through you. No, I'm completely with you. I mean, I, I'm I'm not spiritual. I'm not a yeah. spiritual person. So, so I guess I guess I look I look at it with a different you know, yeah. a, a different perspective. perspective and and look at it as I, I, I guess you know whether it's ser serendipitous or or, or or whatever word you want to use with it. I'm, I'm not exactly exactly the yeah. same page. That you know if you if you do enough good things for other people and, and you know you put yourself out there enough then things naturally naturally have to come back yeah. in your direction now you mentioned something a minute ago actually that i was going to talk about it's almost like you've been reading my notes um uh, about uh, how you always talk talk to everyone from the you know, from the top people you know d d down to the cleaners and the runners uh, and how uh, you know so many people disappear you know in, in a very short amount of short space of time after they've come off a of love island or whatever it may be and I, I wanted to talk about that, not in the context of, of I guess, you know, being nice to everybody, but, but one of my biggest criticisms, and I think this is, this is what I like about you, you, where I see you being different, but one of my biggest criticisms of, of all the people who come out of, let's say, a reality TV show, whenever I have this conversation, I always, always you know, use Love Island as an example, yeah. but not, not 
you know, not for any, 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 any bad reason, reason, but let's go call it Steve from Love Island. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they come out with an unbelievable platform. I mean, you know, the, 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 best, the best thing that any, anyone in life or business could, could, could ask for. But then, you know, so many of these people, 12 months, 18 months down the line, have, have, have disappeared into oblivion. And, and for me, the, the re one of the main reasons is because they, ha they have no purpose, no passion, no, you know, yeah. no, no, person no personality. You know, there's no actual reason for them even to be on Instagram. I mean, if, 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 you look at, if you look at their followings, and let's say you've come out of Love Island, and you're, you know, you Sarah from Love Island, um, and why should you continue to watch Sarah? Well, exactly, yeah. which, which, which you do you do initially because she's Sarah, and you know you, you liked her from the does. show, and she's and she's hot. But in twelve months' time, when Sarah's done nothing other than advertise tooth whitening kits and and and, and you know done some boohoo promotions. Then what is she? She's just someone who's a bit less hot and one year older than than than, than the next per next person who's yeah. come out this year, and and I think you know so many of these people a they don't get it, but then also b they they don't even particularly realise it because you never actually probably realise your audience is gone until it's too late because because you are for three hundred and sixty five days you are still Sarah yeah. from Love Island, and then on day three hundred and sixty six you know overnight. All the new Love Island people come out, come out there. You know, all, all of a sudden, you, you, you've immediately lost interest with your audience. Yeah. You've immediately lost int interest with the brands. And okay, yes, fine. You, you'll, I'm sure you'll still be working to a degree in year two or year three. But it, for me, it's such a missed opportunity um, that uh, you, you know, these these people need to. It might not be glamorous or sexy or whatever the passion is, but I mean, an example I always think of is um, do you remember from the first Big Brother. Uh, you're probably too, you're probably too young. Oh, yeah, I'm like, no. Show my age. Well, um, and the first big brother, the winner was a guy called Craig something or other. And he was, uh, do you know him? Are you? Oh, fucking hell, you're, you're, even, you're even younger than her. Um, he was uh, he was a carpenter or, or a builder or something. Uh, but that you know that was like his job and his passion, if you like, in his life before. And um, you know, coming out of Big Brother obviously gave him a platform and an audience. And now, you know, 15 years or whatever, 15, 20 years down the line, you know, he, he still he still has you know, a TV show about property development and and, and, you know, and, and, and so still works in that space. He took his passion and he used yeah. that. Yeah. And you know what? It might not be it might not be as like I say as glamorous to do that as as, as doing a boohoo fashion shoot every, every day. But but the the long the longevity of that um, of that money, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the line is going to completely outstrip you know smashing it with you know with some inauthentic posts about you know about tooth whitening kits and uh, and, yeah. uh, and and slimming products you know for, the, for 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 a year i think everything in life just comes down to hard work and a lot of people look at us and they think oh they're celebrities they get paid for nothing do you know what i mean but i knew when i came out of blah blah, blah i had a platform and i've worked my ass off to keep the platform up to keep my connections i go to events i do what i could to get the best content for my instagram i I was always striving to, to continue with my career and I always believed in it. I think some people just come off and think you can sort of sit back, like you said, put on the odd post and just hope things will work. But, you know, with every successful career, there's hard work. And I'm literally, I couldn't tell you, non-stop working. And I work for free on certain things all the time if I think that there's a chance that an opportunity could snowball for me. And what I find with some of my friends in the industry is they're like, oh, I'm not doing that, or I'm better than that, or I'd rather just stay at home. And I'm like, no, I'll go to everything because nine out of 10 of them, something might not come out of it, but one of them will. I mean, it's so interesting that you've said that, because again, this is something I always, I always talk about with you know, with my mates and my peers, and that you know, they'll, they'll ask me what I'm up to, or they'll say, oh, what are you getting paid for that? Or, or how much did you make out of that? And 
you know, a lot of the time I'm saying, oh, nothing, or I might have even paid, I might have even paid yeah. to do it. And they, they look at me like, an, like I'm an idiot, you know, like, why would you possibly do that for free? And my, again, my sl- you know, slant, if you like, on what, on what you're saying is 80% of what I do, I do for free. Yeah. But 20%, I get fucking well paid for. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, and, and that makes it all up. But, but without doing the, you know, without doing these bits, there, 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 isn't, there isn't going to be this bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always have, I've, I've, I've got an agenda and you always say these good things and, 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 take, and take, me off my, take me off my track. No, so um, actually, so you talked about building your platform and how you had a plan. What, what, were, you, what were you doing before Love Island, before TOWIE? I mean, have, you, have you always had a master plan? Have you always had, you know, you've been business minded? No, at first, as I said, I, I was a shot girl, literally, and being a shot girl is degrading. I, did, I didn't know if you meant you were selling shots or you were just shoot, no, shoot, shooting shots and going both, to KFC. Both, one for me, one for you. Drinking the profits. <laughs> yeah, I was a shot girl. In London, sometimes you'd make good money. Um, I'd do it in IB from my bayer as well. But, you know, as much as sometimes it was good, you, you, people would talk down to me a lot and, and it, I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. Eventually, I managed to get myself into office work lagged it, absolutely lied on my CV, managed to get my foot in the door at like some, uh, as admin in some media firm, uh, picked up the job like within two days. And then I was working in the city. Eventually I worked for a company called JDX. I was a PA there and do you know what? They were just lovely. It, it wasn't my career. I knew it wasn't what I was meant to do. Nine to five, not for me. But they supported me so much. And when they found out I was going on Love Island, they were just, you know, some offices would be like, oh, you can't do that. They, they were so, they couldn't wait. They were so happy for me. And yeah. Oh, so you were still in the office when you were on TOWIE as well, then were you? No, so I left TOWIE, went back to the office. Okay. I was doing my office work for about two years. And then um, the company that I worked for actually are the ones that invested in my Gymwear brand in the end. Okay. So yeah, it, like we're still in business together now and we'll have a good relationship for a long time. Why did you go on Love Island initially? What was it? Did you have a master plan? Was it for was it for the platform? Or did you just fancy a couple of weeks in the sun? So my old agent Neil, me and him, uh, he was Diags's agent at the time, and me and Diags were quite close. And me and Neil had a relationship, and he was like, "Listen, I've been speaking to people at Love Island. I know that you'd be really good for it." And I had a boyfriend at the time, and he was like, "Come on, like, please just fill out the form." And I'm like, oh, "I'm really happy. Like, I'm not going to go on it. Like, I wouldn't do that." He went, "I know your boyfriend. He's like, he's, he's got a name for himself. Like, just fill out the. <laughs> he's a dickhead, basically. Honestly, he's a dickhead. But I loved him so much, and he said, "Just fill out the application form, see what happens." There's Neil, Neil killing love, love, yeah. dream just to get his twenty percent. Yeah. So yeah, just to get his interview, he's like, "Let's get rid of him." But so I filled out the form, and I got the interview, and I said to him, "I'm not doing the interview," and then about a week before. Did the boyfriend um, know? No, I didn't mention it because I, I wasn't actually going to do it. I was saying to Neil, listen, I'm still with him. I'm happy. Um, he, my boyfriend said he needed to speak to me about something and he came round and he told me that he'd um, set with another girl. No, <laughs> set with another girl a few months ago and she was pregnant and having his baby. So me and him couldn't obviously make it work through that. And I went on to Love Island and at the time I was devastated because he was the love of my life at the time. But it led me to where I am now. And I think that sometimes you've got to realise in life that sometimes God, you know, things happen and, and they might upset you, but you've sometimes got to look at things and think, I don't know why this is happening to me. Is it upsetting me? But maybe it's leading me in a different direction. You know, a lot of people, always in life you're going to have times when you're down and things go wrong and you don't understand why the world would let that happen to you but you have to just soldier on through it and have faith that god is just rerouting you you know and and god rerouted me there are you you religious yeah well sort of i be, I'm, I'm i believe in omnism which means i think there's truth in every religion but no religion is fully true 
although I am Christian, but I, I still think, I just believe in the universe and a higher power. So just going back to social media a minute before we finish off, just, just in terms of some like top actionable tips, if you like, for our audience here, what's your top tips on how to ensure longevity from your audience, from your platform? Oh, I think just be yourself. Like what I've realised is like this, a lot of girls don't put videos on where, where they're embarrassing themselves or stuff like that. They'll, they'll overanalyze a picture or, or they'll be like a horrible picture of them. They'll be like, oh my God, I don't want anyone to see that. And it's like, no, like we all look like, you know, crap sometimes. And I think the best way to engage with my audience is when I, I, I am just brutally honest. Like in my Insta stories, I'm always very much myself and I'm not scared to embarrass myself. And I think some influencers just take themselves too seriously and it's just boring. People want to see you, people want to see realness and they want to see funniness and they want to be able to relate to your flaws as well as your, you know, perfections. Haters, do you get many haters? Yeah, I think ev everyone does. I mean, everyone. But but, but do, do you get many? I, I I actually don't see you as someone someone that would get loads. I think I think because you you don't take yourself seriously because you've got banter banter etc. I, I would imagine. I mean, look, like you say, everybody gets them, but I would imagine that you probably get a lesser percentage than. I don't get them. a lot. I don't get a lot, but everyone gets some, you know. Or, or there'll be stages in my life where something might air and it causes a ripple effect for a couple of days and stuff like that. But I always say, if you got everyone I knew in a room and got them to do a survey on me, 99% of people would have brilliant things to say about me. So why would I ever listen to someone who doesn't know about me and even take their comment seriously because they're a troll? If I don't, if I don't like someone about someone, imagine me just saying it to them. It's weird. Well, that's what I think. I mean, again, when I talk to people about it, and again, as I've started to do more, more of these things, you know, I start to, you know, I start to get yeah, some negative comments and stuff. And I've never been someone who gives a fuck anyway. But, yeah. But um, I, I always just think, how can you possibly have the time? To, you know, <laughs> it, like, is your life so shit that, that that you actually want to look through my stuff? And find find bad stuff to say about you. Don't even fucking know me. I mean, I, I mean, it, it'd be. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the only thing. And I know it's almost like a lot of the time when I try and give advice to people, I almost feel like I'm shortchanging them with the answer because it might it sounds too simple. But I mean, for me, it really is that simple. Like, how can you give a fuck about someone yeah. whose whose hobby, who's you know, who the highlight of their day is to start looking through somebody else's Instagram account or YouTube channel and saying that. You're fucking fat, or you're you stuttering through an interview, or whatever the fuck it may be. I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> there's always going to be someone who tries to bring you down. But do you know what? Then people just—you've just got to look at them and just feel sorry for them because they're so unhappy in themselves. And yeah, YouTube. Do you do, you do anything on YouTube? No, but I want to. I, I want to do videos on helping with uh, dealing with anxiety, okay. and also I'd like to do videos on on the law of attraction and and you know small ways to change your life and I always say I'll do it but I haven't yet but I will because so many of my friends suffer massively from anxiety and, and I, I feel like I've helped quite a lot of them through through ways of dealing with it and I follow a lot of other YouTube people that that give out ways of helping with anxiety and I'd almost just be copying them but it's not really copying them, it's just spreading it to a wider audience, well, what, what's helped me. Two things, I think, you know, when it comes to copying, and, and I get these kind of conversations in, in the business space all the time as well, where either people say, you know, he's copying that guy, or where you sometimes are conscious about putting content out because you think, well, that's a copy of that. Mm. My view is, you know, it's 2019, there are no fucking new ideas. I mean, there, yeah. there, there really aren't, you know, it, it's, it's just down to how do you frame things and who do you resonate with. 
Yeah, uh, taking that same content, making it your own and exactly. projecting it to a different audience. Yeah, you know, and, and whether that's, I guess, people with business plans who say, oh, you know, well, I need to keep my idea super secret because, you know, because it's this amazing thing when the reality is again there's, there's very few new business ideas as well you know just just new new ways of delivering it but yeah when, when it when it comes to putting content out there you know whether it's business whether it's anxiety whether it's whatever you know so many of the content so many of the solutions you know they're the same things that never mind they've been around for five years or ten years they've been around for five thousand fucking yeah. years and it's just that you know what I'd rather see it from Georgia than from Steve or Claire, yeah. Claire or whatever. And some people just aren't aware of these things and they haven't seen it. And if I put it out there, they might. So that's definitely something I'll be looking to do. And I mentioned YouTube again from a business perspective as well, because I think what, you know, one of the biggest missed opportunities for influencers at the moment is the fact that you know, they're not putting enough, uh, enough resource, if you like, behind YouTube. Because it's, it's, a, it's a slow burn, but... For me, the massive difference between Instagram and YouTube is Instagram is there for 24 hours, 48 hours. You know, YouTube is there forever, mm. and and you know, and it and it snowballs, it snowballs day on day by day. Uh, and I think you know what, what people need to realise. And again, you know, I talk about these things from experience now. Is that you've got to look at YouTube not as like a photo sharing platform, but as the second biggest search engine on the on, on the internet. And and if you if you've got content that's that's interesting to put out there, okay, first of all, it was going to introduce you to a new audience because people people who don't know you will find you through the search abilities of YouTube. But you know you're in you're in Instagram profile where you've got all this huge follower base that you can actually use at the moment to transport them across from you know from your Insta to your YouTube yeah. while it's still hot because you know you can put videos up on YouTube that will still be generating views day after day for I mean you know from from watching YouTube yeah, yourself watch how many stuff do you watch on there that's that video is fucking nine years ago yeah. or, you know ten uh, yes, years ago yeah. where, where, whereas when you put content on on Instagram it's gone, I, yeah. I mean it's, it's gone I mean it, you know whether it's 24 hours whether it's three days whether it's five days you know nobody no, nobody is looking at your Instagram stuff you know unless you know <laughs> unless someone's stalking you and going deep uh, but but you know no one's really looking at your Instagram stuff past last week are they where, no. you know, where, where, whereas YouTube is is there forever and and yeah if I could give one single piece of advice to you know, to influencers or, or to anyone with a big platform on Insta Twitter or or um, or Facebook it's you know, that you've got to, you've got to put as much effort and resource behind YouTube now because it takes it takes a while to get there as well yeah you know? I mean like I look, I look at what mine's doing after say 12 months and that's me being an unknown person from from an absolute standing start it's but, picking up momentum but if, if, if someone was there with 300,000 500,000 followers to start a YouTube channel you know obviously their momentum would get bigger you know so much quicker and, and it's, there, it's there for the long term so one thing that's getting I'll, big I'll now is tic that. TikTok oh yeah TikTok I'm loving TikTok it's my new thing <laughs> honestly I before you go brilliant. let's make a TikTok I, I, I actually signed up to TikTok I ain't got a fucking clue yeah. what to do and the guy that helps me with my YouTube stuff he does all the technical bits he emails me at least once a week saying when are you and Harley going to do some TikTok stuff together? But they're I brilliant. Could, they're, I'm going to get my really family doing do. them, everything. Like, he said to Harley, Harley, we've we, we got to do some TikTok together. And she's like, you're too old, you're too old. It's just, it's, no, it's, just it's funnier when older people do it. <laughs> I think it's funnier. It's good. All right, we're doing a TikTok before you leave. Yeah. <laughs> we'll so you, you mentioned, uh, again, you're take, taking my notes, you mentioned your, uh, your sportswear brand. Yeah. T tell, me, tell me about it. How, how did that start? When did it start? So it started off by my old boss saying, listen, we just want to invest in you. You know, we want to do something that will work uh, both for us and for you. So gym wear was always the right thing to go down. It is very serious. And 
Um, I've just loved every second of it. Like the quality of my clothing is just something to be so proud of. Like, you know, sometimes you can order stuff online and You're it wearing comes through. No, I'm not. I'm not. I should have, but it's all sweaty. I've been wearing it for the last two days. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just, it, it's the best quality. It really is. And, and it's at a good price. You know, like Lululemon, places like that. I can guarantee you it's just as good quality, but it falls more on the middle range of pricing and it's starting to really pick up. We've just got it manufactured in. Century 21 in America. Yep. I, I've, I've never personally been there, but I didn't realize I've got quite a big American fan base. So currently we're looking to manufacture it in some bigger stores and we're doing really well with the retail. So. And how, how do you sell it in the UK? Do you have any retail stores in the UK? Is it all online? Mainly online, but we're hoping to get it into some more stores going forward, um, especially because we've got some great ideas with our season's designs coming up. So it would be easier if we could start manufacturing rather than just retailing. And, and, and how, how involved are you personally in it? I mean, do, do, you, I mean, do you pick, pick the designs do you do, or do you just kind of lend your name in the promotion or do, do, you, do you really get stuck into all aspects? No, I'm so involved. Like I'm part director of the company, so I'll be there. I'll meet with the manufacturers. We do absolutely everything together. I then also deal with the promo side of things. The only thing I don't deal with is like the business side and stuff, you know, like meeting with the lawyers and that because they bore me. You know, I think I was I was looking at last night when I was prepping for this, and you know, I think you need to do from a, from a marketing perspective. I think you should I think you should do whether it's a YouTube channel or whether whether it's like IGTV or something. I think you should do daily or at least weekly workout workout edu educational workout tutorials wearing your gym kit. I need to find the time, but I do know that that's what I need to do. Cause, cause, and I've got a PT that I work with a lot, so I'm sure he can help me. Yeah, because because I, I look at. Um, if you look at like the Instagram profile of, of brands, for me, I think it's always hard as a as a consumer to to want to follow and engage with brands because you know ultimately you know they, 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 they are they are well they are just brands, aren't they? And I guess you know like looking at you, you know you, you have your your massive you have a massive massive Insta profile, uh, but then obviously a much much lesser number on on the on the GX yeah. uh, GHX brand, um, and 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 I guess you know from my perspective, it's well why would I want to you know why would I want to follow it because ultimately. The, you know, as a guy, I'm never going to buy your clothes, uh, and 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 it's just you know, it's just pictures. Like, like, unless I just want to look at pictures of you looking yeah. hot in a gym kit, you know, I've, I've got no reason to look at it. Whereas obviously, I can follow your personal Instagram profile because the, you know there's so much engaging content on there. But if if if, if you were if you were doing something that that makes me need, you know makes me want to come back week after week or day after day, like I say, you know, but keeping it on brand. And or I, even cooking, I like cooking. Yeah, cooking in cooking in your gym kit. Cooking in my gym kit, but no, you know, like healthy healthy. <laughs> cooking yeah. like Joe Wick sort of thing that's something I need to consider and I've just got a new camera for my birthday oh well there you go so, then. Yeah. well that, that, that was my that was my top tip for you can you can you can tell me tell me to piss off but uh, no I, I, if, I, I, if I thought, it works thought, out thought, that'd thought, be good I thought it was good yeah if it works out you can uh, you can send me a to book to be honest this year I've been I've actually been filming I think for something like I've spent something like four months abroad like in front of a camera like with no connection to the outside world and then in between I've been traveling a lot but uh, I think from the start of January, I'm going to have much more time to like put a lot of my effort into not only my social media content, but also my business. So that's somewhere I'm going to start. What, what other business ideas have you got? What, what, what else is Brand Georgia going to do? So I've just started a, a collaboration with uh, Callum Best Crystal Range, or by oh, I've, Callum. I've been seeing it on your, uh, on your Insta. Yeah, it's something I'm hugely passionate about. Me and Callum obviously just filmed Celebrity X on the beach together, and we spent a lot of time talking about crystals. You know, I've got one, uh, I think, what? 
one on my ear here now. And so we've just done one range, but what we're hoping is we can meet up and do something. Uh, I want to do it a bit more young, a bit more uh, around my sort of vibe. I want to do maybe earrings or necklaces and I want to picture it in more of a trendy way, you know, in a way that appeals to young girls and in a way that appeals to the fashion industry. And that's but, something yeah. you'll do with Callum or that's something you want that you, that, With Callum's range, doing, yeah. Right? We're hoping to sort of collab and do, do another range together, but I really enjoyed the last one I've done and I really do think crystals have a power and that people should get more involved in any sort of spirituality. So that's my other business move coming up. Trying to think of what else I've got going on. I've just got so much going on at the moment. I've, oh, I've got a new clothing range coming out. Oh, really? Yeah, with lip, have you heard of Little Mistress? No. Okay, so Little Mistress are huge. They, they've only worked with a few celebrities. I think they worked with, um, I think maybe it was Lucy Mech. Uh, you know, uh, who's Chloe? She's absolutely beautiful from Towie. She's just had you, a baby. You know You've said about 25 no's to me today. And I'm thinking, I never know. I, I watch no telly. I'm thinking, I'm going to have to go, go home to Harley later and say, uh, and, and say who, who are all these people? I don't know anybody. Well, basically, everyone they've ever collabed with has been very well-respected, beautiful, very good in the fashion industry. And I'm very grateful that they would even consider doing something like this with me. So me and my friend Lorena, who was also an original on Celebrity X on the Beach and is a model, are going to be doing our own range with them, clothing range. We're going to be getting a percentage of it and we are completely and utterly involved in designing it. They've got a few, huge following themselves and actually have a shop in Westfield, so oh, cool. I'm expecting to make a really big amount of money off of that. Awesome. And tell me, who, who do you look up to out there, you know, whether it's people we might know or people we not know? Have you got, have you got some, some mentors, you know, some, some people, who inspires you? You won't know Sahara Ray, but she no. is an influencer um, and a model. She's got her own bikini range. She's a bit different. Um, she's a bit out there, but I just love her Instagram. I think she's so cool. She believes in everything I believe in. I like her content and I like that she posts organically and she posts whatever she wants to post. She doesn't care if it's going to get likes or not. She's just her. So she's someone I look up to. Anyone else? Um, Tammy Hembro, I like her. She's a huge influencer in the US and she's massive with fitness. I just love her body. I love her determination, her work ethic. I think she's younger than me and she's got two children and she's just like smashing life. So, yeah. Well, I've got a question as well, actually, on here because this morning uh, um, you posted me asking for any questions and you mentioned your American fan base, some, some lady from... Um, Palm Beach in America sent a question out to you. I've got, I've got two questions for you. So Andrea Love says, what's your opinion on people underestimating you? And do you think that, that gives you an advantage? I absolutely love it. I've had so many people underestimate me recently. Like, especially being on the challenge, you get quite a few people like, oh, she's not strong. She's, she's not good enough. It's all smoke and mirrors. Or she's not going to win a fight. And oh, it just... It really does give me the power to wake up and think I'm going to prove them all wrong. I love it. I love it. Keep underestimating me because you're wrong. <laughs> and, and key cast if you'll do another fight, but we, we, we already discussed that. As long as you get at least double what you got paid for, paid for I'd the I need a one. lot of money. It takes over your whole life. And I honestly, like, I, I really do want to win. And, you know, people can really hurt themselves. I think someone lost a tooth in the last event. Oh. Um, and I don't really, I don't want to scar my face. It's my money maker. <laughs> I would consider it. I, I mean, it was a, such a buzz. How, how much did you actually get hurt? Hurt? 
Not bad. I, I mean, under my makeup, I've got a little black eye here. And can you see I split my lip? Yeah, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't know if you'd had... Uh, had um... No, I mean, yeah, I do get the odd fillers. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm going to have to get a top up. But I have split my lip. But apart from that, I'm not really hurt at all. But that's just out of luck, you know. It only takes one lucky shot to break someone's nose. And then you're out the modelling game for at least a month, I think. <laughs> Uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. As always, if you don't subscribe, click subscribe and, uh, and check me out on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Everything is the Matt Haycox, T-H-E-M-A-T-T-H-A-Y-C-O-X. And if you didn't know Georgia before, you are Georgia Louise Harrison. Yep, that's yeah, it. I had right a bit of a stalker, touch getting that one though, didn't I? Georgia Louise Harrison on, on everything. Yep, on pretty much everything. I oh, think with I'm Georgia X, Harrison with, X, with an on, X Twitter. on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I found you last night. Right, cool. It's been great to have you here, and thank, yep. thanks for eventually turning up. <laughs> you, Let it go. You are, now you are now officially forgiven. All right, okay, brilliant. Cool. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. It's oh. been amazing. Cheers. <coughs> Take care. You're too far away. And thanks for my mug. Yes, you're gonna. You're gonna I will. Uh, I'm gonna let you take that back. To I will Essex, treasure this for life. <laughs> for life. Thank you for listening to The Matt Haycock Show. For more Matt, check out his YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Matt Haycox. Or go stalk him on Instagram and Twitter, The Matt Haycox. And we'll see you soon.